0: and 365 day returns.
1: Hello and welcome to Loose Units Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast from our regularly scheduled true crime nonsense. I'm Paul Verhoeven, that's John Verhoeven, and dad, we've been talking about the family, uh, the crime spree that took place over in Adelaide. Now, the Shadow Files has been our way of looking at different locations around Australia that have what could be generously described as bad juju. But I realise we've basically done a three-part anti-tourism ad for Adelaide. So I'd like to just state for the record, I really like
2: Adelaide. It's a lovely place to go. Dad, you've been to Adelaide, right? Well, we we did perform there, but I love Adelaide. Christine yeah. used to work there regularly, and I'd fly down and walk the the flat streets and catch that one tram to its... Final destination? What do you mean? The flat streets? Well, everything's flat. There are—I right. don't recall. I mean, there are the—I was going to say the Dandenongs, but they're not in Adelaide. No, they're not. No, but well, they do have some mountains in the in the distance, I believe.
0: Anyway, actual, yeah,
1: yeah. I was trying to say that Adelaide is a nice place to it visit. It is just beautiful. Yeah, and I just don't want Adelaideans to think we're shitting on their home turf because honestly, it's it's very beautiful there. But we did do a bit of a call out. ...to see if any listeners knew anything about the family murders... ...and we got a message on our Facebook group. They posted it on the wall in the discussion group. I'm not going to read their name just, you know, just to keep things kind of kosher. But here we go. Just finished listening to episode three about the family murders in Adelaide. Being Being an ex-Adelaidean, I have a story to share. A mate of mine, his dad was an engineer where Bevan Spencer von Einem worked as an accountant... Apparently, Von Einem would drive into work early with a younger, worse-for-wear lad in the back seat and ask the office ladies to sort things out. They'd roll their eyes and tut-tut him. Then they'd give the young chap a black coffee and money for a taxi. The reason they overlooked this practice for a period of time is that he was a bloody good accountant.
2: Well, <clears throat> that's, I read that, and I actually read it yesterday, and, and it's great that you've, uh, you've brought it up today. Um. First question, Yeah, how do those people feel now? It beggars belief. Now, I'm not casting blame on the people, but I also, when I read that yesterday, I was thinking to myself, if I was at a place of work and there was an accountant or someone in a managerial role, or anyone for that matter, rocking up every morning or regularly with some young guy in the back, and look, people know. You know, people understand. They would know his proclivities. They would understand what type of a person he is because he's still alive. And uh, I just shudder to think that they they would have probably wished they'd said something earlier. Yeah, if you found if you found out that you kind of you know, it's almost like harboring a criminal. It it's is. almost it's almost being complicit to a crime.
1: No, it is. That's what it is. And it's you know fucking
2: depressing. I find it really disturbing, and I, I'd like to hear from some of these people. Get in touch and explain to to us on this podcast what was your reasoning, please. The fact that oh, he was a good he was good at such and such. That's like it's like a dentist putting you under the under anaesthetic, molesting you, and then for years and years people go, yeah, but he was a really good dentist. I'm sorry, it just doesn't cut the mustard. No, it doesn't. I find it really infuriating and it shits me, particularly with the research that we've done and what a creepy... Just... God, it's so upsetting. It's gross. But look, I mean, we're trying not to
1: kind of... The whole point of The Shadow Files is to go really location-specific and Mm. to hop around Australia and go, this place had this thing happened there. Let's explore what that does to the place. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very curious as to how it kind of reshaped people's perceptions of Adelaide, especially for locals. And for law enforcement, it would be really odd being in that town and knowing the things that had happened there. But, I mean, surely surely worse things have happened in other major metropolitan cities in, in Australia I mean, Sydney, right? I mean, Sydney seems like the most... If I was going to pick a major city Like a capital city in Australia And go, which which cities had the worst shit happen in it My assumption would
2: be Sydney mm, Is that no, a fair assumption? Just, no, no it's not Really? Look at the Snowtown murders Right Which we should do a, oh, some, some serious research into and I'd, lo- I'd love to delve into that yeah. And also I've been studying, doing some research, Paul, that I haven't told you about, about some a particular couple that were in Western Australia that is going to take us to the next level of depravity. It's so demonic mm. and it's... I haven't told you about it because it's it's very disturbing, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, to delving into that as well. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a major city. You no. know, you can have 8 million people in the city or you can have 500 people in a country town and that, that country town can be... Uh, a chamber of horror. Yes. And, um, and and then you've got Port Arthur. And you've got Belangelo, and
1: you've got all Belanglo. these places yeah, where un- unspeakable evil took mm. place. And then what happens is, years later, people just... People still live there People still walk around there There's still love stories and children born and pla- like, the Regular life continues apace in these places It does, and it does yeah, And I think that's part of the reason we're doing the Shadow Files Is to basically look at these locations that you didn't really realise Or think about in a certain light And ruin them for you Now, something else I'd like to ruin for you, Dad Is a certain common household item Which was found lodged inside a woman four years after she put it there a woman was left... I'm sorry to pivot so hard. Are we going to get whiplash from this transition. A woman was left with a glass tumbler in her bladder for four years after an erotic experience went horribly wrong and she was too embarrassed to seek help. The 45-year-old suffered multiple urinary tract infections over the years but eventually went to hospital when the pain became too much to handle. Doctors in the Tunisian hospital... Can you imagine getting a... Getting... <laughs> fucking hell. Doctors in the Tunisian hospital... I'm not throwing shit at Tunisian hospitals... I'm just saying, being away from home, it'd be stressful. Doctors in the Tunisian hospital performed an x ray which showed a rectangular, opaque shadow in her bladder. A recent journal in neurology case reports states. First of all, Dad, I'd like to say that one of our listeners sent us this because they figured it would be right up our alley, and mm-hmm. it was right up hers as well. After being rushed into surgery, a giant bladder stone measuring 8 by 7 by 8 centimeters. Was removed from her body via some procedure, anyway, and a glass tumbler was found inside. So basically, I think what happened was like a. Oh, I feel fucking ill. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Oh. Why is it that people continue to
2: to send us emails about things? Well, it's it's a it's a fascinating topic. um I just didn't need to see a photo of it. Oh my oh, god! Well, please send me the image. Oh. It's a, it's a tumbler, is it? Is it, it's a glass? Yeah,
1: I just I mean, I don't think that's a it's Did the tumbler gonna,
2: cause the uh the gallstone? I actually I actually think I'm gonna throw up.
1: I actually need to stop looking at this photo or I'm gonna be i f- I've never come this
2: close to throwing up. Paul, well, is it a glass? Can you please describe I don't wanna it to talk me? about it, I wanna change the subject. Well hang on, you've started the the whole thing, so the actually, listeners are now going.
1: I actually need to change the subject or well, this is gonna be a very short episode. Okay if you're interested just google it. Oh, I've actually I'm actually
2: this is really bad. Okay, all
0: <laughs> right, well, let's about move on. something else I'm like, yep.
2: Oh, okay. I have been away for over 6 weeks in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we got back on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm back into the swing of things, which is great. Christine and I, not controversially, but I'll just let the listeners know that we're trying to sort of limit our Sort of, uh, how can I put it? Our sort of how much news we see because we watched the ABC news on Sunday night, and the forty minutes of news, there wasn't one cheerful story. It was all incredibly depressing. Mm-hmm. I'm driving in my Ute. I turn the radio on, and it's just doom and gloom. And I think we all need to really, really take stock. However. I would like to pay great tribute to the emergency service personnel in the Ukraine. I have been watching those firefighters, and I'm, I'm not going to not talk about, and I'm not going to talk about every single you know person that's involved in that situation, but I continually, when I do see the news, I see firefighters, they're professional firefighters, donning their uniforms running out hoses and it made me think and I just like you all and I'm not sort of elevating the profession of firefighting so listeners don't sort of say oh why didn't you talk about nurses or doctors or paramedics but I was a fiery for 10 years and I used to go to for example a car a light and you know that that wasn't a a fairly common occurrence. A car, alight light at Manly, we'd get at least one a month, okay? But can you imagine being a firefighter in the Ukraine, in one of the, the big towns or cities and you get a call to a vast shopping centre that is no longer in existence? It's, imagine... All the listeners picture your local large shopping centre that you go to, like a big mall, and imagine you go there one day and it's and it's been blown up. Imagine whilst you're trying to get to the shopping centre, there are buildings alight and cars that have been basically just obliterated. And think about the fireys. They're in a station. They're probably so busy... That they don't even get a chance to roll their hoses up. They just throw them in the back of the appliance, and they just go from one job to the next. And I, I, absolutely. I felt very, very strongly, and um, I felt it was a very powerful thing to see the fireys.
0: Ready to pop the question. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out
1: on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Um, as I said, I'm not taking from any of the other occupations, but, mm, mm. you know, the visceral uh, sort of images we get. And the terrible thing about what's happening in the Ukraine is, and I hate to say it, but people in in the world becomes desensitized and there's a statistic that they mentioned on the news that within two weeks people start to, you know, and on the ABC News last night it was the fifth story. So, I mean, the one thing I remember from the Trump era
1: is that all the people I kind of trusted who were in the news basically saying, uh, don't become accustomed to this. Don't, don't think this is normal ever and don't stop being angry about it because there has to be a kind of true north and you mm. have to constantly check and go, I'm still fucking mad about this. I'm still, I still want to fix this. Mm. So I think really just listen, if there's one thing we'd say, it's just stay informed, keep following the news and fuck Putin. That's what I'd say. Mm.
2: And also, um, also, if, and this is sort of, I'm going out on a bit of a limb here, listeners, and Paul, I just i just want to put this out there, and this is just how I feel, but on the, a- and I, I i refer to the ABC News, and there are going to be people out there that don't watch the ABC News, that they think the ABC's, you know, whatever crap, whatever. But the thing is, you know, i the lead story last night was Ash Barty, and... The thing that I picked up because I don't, I'm not into sport per se, and never have been, but, and I understand that we do put our sports people uh, on these pedestals, and then that there are people that will say, well, look, we do need some good news, and uh, I, I utterly concur. But the 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 slant of the story, and it was the lead story on the ABC. That's the national news last night in Australia was the almost, there was shock, but also horror. But there was also a portioning, a sense of she's almost done something that the public don't agree with, which I find very upsetting. What are you you talking about? I'm talking about Ash Barty. There was this sense of, um, oh, how dare she retire at so young? That was the thrust of the story. Was it? Yes. And when they cut to Ash Barty, she's saying, you know what? I'm happy. I've got other things to do with my life. I mean, I really, that, it's... I love. I love Ash Barty. No, I agree. I'm I'm, I'm, an... I'm, I'm. I'm thinking. I'm admiring her immensely. Yeah. And she said, yeah. "I do have a life beyond tennis." Yeah. But there was this. But the way the news was being pushed last night, and even the tone of the mm. of the reader. Yeah. Um. Which I also is a whole. Don't start me on the tone of readers, because as far as I'm concerned, when you read the news you should read impartially without feeling. But when you start introducing emotion, the the actual newsreader starts introducing emotion, then opinion, I have a real problem with that. For some reason, yeah, I think the sports kind of gets a bit
1: editorialized. But I think there is a call right now online to rename Margaret Court Arena to Ashbardi Stadium, I believe. Mm. Now, Margaret Court, virulent homophobe, absolute trash bag, I I, I I would I would fully support that arena being renamed in Ash party's honor. And the fact that she, people are kind of miffed that she's retiring so young. I mean she's probably going to hop to a different sport and and win in that as well anyway. I mean she was an incredible cricket player before before she jumped into tennis. Tennis she did I believe on a whim. She rocks up at tennis just I mean I think there's a lot of people saying she's going to hop across to the AFLW. I think she will I th- whatever she does she's great. She's earned it.
2: Everyone's just got to chill yeah. out. Um, I guess. I guess my, my my main point is that it's not the news is not it's not an editorial or opinion platform. We have those. I think the news is to deliver the facts without emotion. Um, and you know, look, I just think in this in this turbulent time, and you have to weigh it up, and you know, with good news, bad news. But I, I actually subscribe to a particular rum. I follow someone on Instagram and it's it's based it's I think it's based in America but it only delivers and this might sound a little bit sort of pathetic to some listeners but it only delivers really really good news stories and I follow it and it's just beautiful and sometimes I almost choke with emotion because the stories are so succinct and beautiful they're about you know good wholesome things and I and I think it's i really really do believe because let's face it listeners when i was in thailand when sydney was or new south wales was undergoing the worst floods ever and then we had because while we were overseas the ukrainian situation it, it started we had the incredible doomsday flooding which was beyond beyond belief and then so we've got all these really big things. We're, we've got this COVID thing, the variants, and I just don't think that people can continually just, you know, cope. And, and then I went shopping um, yesterday in Sydney to cook get, or get ingredients for one of my signature, signature dishes. Signature dishes, yes, yes. Uh, stir fry, magnificent. <laughs> Paul... The ingredients for the stir-fry, $62. Well, maybe shop somewhere other than the farmer's market. Paul, listen to me. Yeah. And what? some of the vegetables that I brought home... Yeah. Were, were, I've never seen carrots like this before. They were bruised. And people go, whoopie-doo, but... And then I bought this capsicum, and the sweet lady actually said, are you sure you want to buy this? And I said, well, what's wrong with it? And she said, oh, and she, she pressed her thumb into this sort of soft, gooey section of the capsicum. I hadn't seen it. But then again, she must be, the staff must be so sort of keyed into looking at fruit that's just not not the best quality because of, because of the flooding. So, and ah. then fuel. And might I also say, listeners, and I don't want to sort of make this my soapbox, but... I had to put fuel in the ute, um, and it cost me a hundred and thirty-two dollars. What is that... the world coming to? Now, there's no need to be facetious, Paul. <laughs> Paul, that's two dollars twenty a litre. I know it's bonkers, Dad. It's bonkers. Maybe it's... just
1: you're going to need to transition to large bicycle at some point, just like a big trike,
2: Paul, with like a flatbed um, on the back. So, so look, I'm I'm really glad that we do the, the loose ends because it's been. It's been good for the listeners, <clears throat> but it's been good for you and me. Yeah, I couldn't and, agree more. Um, and it's look, nice I'll... to sort of counter the, the you know, the, the horror and, and, and gore that I actually really enjoy on Tuesdays with this. It's sort of, it's like a nice counter.
1: Yeah, it is until we start the show with more body count and then
2: a glass up somebody's. True, true. But that was your idea. But I do anyway. look forward to seeing that. But um, hmm. Paul, I'm going to give you some information um, off 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 camera. About next week, hopefully, something that I'll get you to do some research on. And, and, and you reckon um, the family's bad? Well, you haven't heard anything yet. Oh, Christ. Well, hopefully, you all get a relaxing weekend
1: and, you know, kind of build up those psychic shields for whatever we have in store for you next week. It's going to be a real big one. So make sure you rest up, do some stretches, you'll be okay. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly spinoff podcast. Thanks so much for all the love on socials. If you haven't already, head across to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Seriously, if you haven't already done this, head across there and leave us a rating and a review. It takes like 20 seconds. I know a lot of you have been sitting there listening to us occasionally asking for a rating and a review over the years and going, yeah, I'll get to it one day. Tell you what, stop the show right now. Go and do it. Come back. You will feel incredible. You'll be awash with beautiful chemicals and enzymes and whatevers. We Paul, really would appreciate it, yes.
2: When you said stop the show right now, I hope they didn't because then they don't get to hear me say goodbye.
1: Well, no, because they would stop the show and come back to it, presumably. Oh, cool, cool. Right, in which case, in which case,
2: welcome back. Dad has something to say to you. <laughs> goodbye, everyone, and um, it's nice to be back from Thailand, and I, again, and I've done this many, many times, I would like to thank you all sincerely from all parts of my heart Mm. and say that Paul and I are very, very, very grateful for all of you listening. And it's a cliche and I I know that it's a cliche but we are nothing without our listeners.
1: Nothing. We don't exist. I sounded angry there. Yeah, we we really are. The the whole reason this show exists is because you're all listening so really, thank you. Yes, so a, a
2: heartfelt, loving, outstretched metaphorical hug to all mm. of you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Feels good, don't it? Anyway, we've got to go. <laughs> right. Bye, everyone. Cheerio.
0: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.